Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello and welcome to the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Joe. Welcome. Before we dive into today's episode, wanted to remind everyone to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us get seen by more potential listeners just like yourselves and help people find great books to read. You can follow us on social media if you want to see what we're reading or some other fun bookish posts. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. I also wanted to remind everyone that Emma and I are hosting the Libby Awards. Register to join the Overdrive team live on March 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern. This will be the inaugural Libby Book Awards ceremony hosted by Emma and I, the professional book nerds. This hour-long event will recognize the finalists, winners, and honorable mentions, and will be live-streamed on YouTube and Facebook. More info in the podcast description. So register if you'd like to join. With all of that out of the way, Emma, hello. Hi, Joe. This is, I, I say it every time, but this is our favorite kind of episode. It is. We have so many fun book picks that we're just excited to chat about. I cannot wait to dive in and look at what's coming next month. So many books. This, I know for both of us, was a really hard month to narrow things down a little bit. (laughs) I am messy in our notes. If you want to hear more about how we prep, uh, you can check out our chatty episode coming up in March. But I very often throw any book that I'm interested into like a long list. And if Emma were to open it at that time, she'd see like 20, 30 titles as I'm slowly narrowing down to actually go, okay, no, this is the one I want. But (laughs) no, I do the same. Like we, we always, I think over pick and Mm -hmm. then narrow down sometimes in the moment of recording is when we narrow. (laughs) Sometimes I see, I looking at yours, I can see, I probably will need to cut a book from my list while we go. (laughs) I did just trim one for your short notice. So we'll see. That's okay. Uh, we'll, (laughs) We'll see where we end up. Uh, Before we dive into our picks, just wanted to shout out our author interviews for the month of March. Both of our books actually publish on the same day, March 19th. Uh, So you'll see that our episodes are are scattered a little bit for balance of the month. But Emma will be interviewing Taryn Fisher for Good Half Gone. And I will be talking to Natasha Pulley for The Mars House. If you want more info on either of those books, make sure you check out those interviews. Thanks, Joe. Some exciting interview titles for the month. And it's fun. We get to sneak in extra books that way by uh, having them be our author interview books. Could you tell that that we were greedy to put in a little bit more? I mean, you know what? There are so many books. We just want to highlight them all. 
do you want to kick us off this month? I feel like I always try to take over and... (laughs) I would be happy to kick us off with a title that I have been very excited about for quite a long time. Joe, I remember when we got this book in, the early copies, because we were both excited that it has like gold foiling on the cover. (laughs) Okay. This is the one I was thinking. I didn't even open it yet. Your, Your link... Um, yes, because I was so impressed that an advanced copy would be foiled as well. Right. It was stunning, the detail. So my first pick of March is Expiration Dates by Rebecca Searle. This is out March 19th. And this is such a cute premise. Expiration Dates follows Daphne Bell. Now, Daphne gets a piece of paper every time she meets a man. It has his name and a number on it. What does that number mean? Well, the number is how long they'll be together. So she always knows if it'll be three days jaunting around Paris with them or five weeks in San Francisco and so on. But as time goes on, obviously Daphne can't help but wonder when she might get a man and a paper without an expiration date. Enter Jake. As Daphne and Jake get to know each other, Daphne starts doubting the power of the paper and struggles to be fully honest with Jake. She's got secrets that could ruin everything. So can these two find lasting love without an expiration date? Uh, Come on. So this is Expiration Dates by Rebecca Searle. Again, this is out March 19th. I mean, that's so cute. Is it? Can you tell that I've been reading a lot of horror and thriller lately that my first thought was, Well, wouldn't even the perfect man have an expiration date? Well, true, but not for their relationship, I think. Expiration date for the relationship. That makes sense. But how cute. And yeah, so Rebecca Searle has written several other books um, that I think folks will be familiar with. And this is like a proper, proper romance uh, where I think some of her other books were more along the lines of like literary fiction, mm-hmm. and this is like full, full, full romance. So she wrote uh, in five years. If y'all are familiar with that book, but um, I cannot wait for this. And this is out again on March fifth. And truly, just so pretty. Like I hope they don't change a thing. I hope they don't either. From the advanced copy, where like there's gold foiling on the pieces of paper. I think there are a couple of special editions of this, but I've been resisting. <laughs> we're trying our best. We're we're doing what we can. We're trying to. Speaking of trying our best, uh, my one friend who very often takes books from me decided this year that she was not going to purchase any new books in. 2024. And I was floored by this. She was only going to uh, take books from me because I'm always offering her stacks of stacks of books to, to leaf through. And she also then said, like, it's okay if it's like a thrift store or a library sale where books are like a quarter a piece. And I was I was shook. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I'm extremely impressed by that. I need to take a page out of that book. <laughs> we'll we'll see how she does. She did give herself grace that like she would allow herself to buy one book if it was like ebook that she didn't even know she was waiting for. But yeah, that's some willpower. <laughs> willpower that I do not possess. No. <laughs> I guess. Now I'll go into my first pick, but I just, I couldn't pass up because like that's still eating in my brain and I keep forgetting to tell you. So why not on the pod? Uh, 
My first pick is Watch Where They Hide by Tamron Hall. This is part of the Jordan Manning series, and it's out March 12th. Uh, You may know Tamron as an Emmy Award winner. Uh, She is bringing us an edge-of-your-seat thriller featuring journalist Jordan Manning as she delves into the case of a mother in danger and uncovers a dangerous web of secrets that could lead right to the missing woman or put Jordan in the crosshairs of her abductors. So, sounds sounds kind of fun. A stay-at-home mother disappears. She had recently left her verbally abusive husband in rural Indiana and moved in with her sister, Shelly, who simply can't believe that her sister would ever willingly vanish without her children. But with limited support from the town's police department or media resources, Shelly fears that Marla's disappearance won't get the attention it deserves, or worse, will go unsolved. So several weeks after filing a missing missing persons report, she reaches out to TV journalist Jordan Manning for help. After her investigative and reporting skills helped solve multiple murders, Jordan Manning's career in the newsroom is on the rise. She has gained a reputation as more than your typical news reporter, a fixer with a vigilante edge, dogged and undeterred to seek the truth. But even with this new status, Jordan still feels pressure to prove herself as a young Black professional. When Shelley reaches out, she feels compelled to do all she can to find Marla. Jordan's search twists and turns in ways she could have never imagined, illuminating scandals and secrets that place her own life in grave danger. So again, that is Watch Where They Hide by Tamron Hall, out March 12th. Having just been through kind of like the thriller and cozy vibe, I thought I'd give a procedural a try. And I'm always interested to see... Uh, like celebrity novels. I I like to try them every once in a while and just kind of see what comes, what comes from it. So excited to check that out. I really, to be a basic B like the cover on this one, it's like an eerie road with like the power lines. I don't know. It's a vibe. It's a good cover. It feels, it, it looked and felt like something that either of us would pick up naturally just from the cover alone. It's got like a lot of what I see in a lot of Megan Miranda covers too, that just kind of like one point perspective. Yeah. Exactly. I can't wait for that one. My next pick doesn't need a ton of fanfare, but it certainly needs a shout out because I think this is one of the biggest books of March for sure. And that's A Touch of Chaos by Scarlett St. Clair. This is out on March 12th. This is the hugely popular conclusion to the Hades and Persephone saga. And I know that there were some changes to the publication date. And so folks have been eagerly awaiting uh, the conclusion of this book. And so we return to the world of Hades and Persephone that Scarlet has created. The gods are all at war. Everything is chaos. And Hades and Persephone must fight for that happy ending that they have always wanted. So can't really go too much into this book. You'll have to see for yourself for the final installment. But I know that there are readers absolutely clamoring to find out how this ends. So also a good reminder to start your uh, reread of the series if you need to do so before this comes out on March 12th. So that is A Touch of Chaos by Scarlet St. Clair. Get ready to brush up and dive back into the world. (laughs) Joe, what's your next pick? So next, I wanted to bring in a graphic novel. Uh, I know Dungeons and Dragons has been, you know, forever popular at this point. But I feel like now more than ever, there's a big cultural shift to really embrace 
the kind of D&D atmosphere. So this one is The Baker and the Bard, a cozy fantasy adventure by Fern Hot. This one's out March 5th. Author artist Fern Hot weaves an enchanting, gentle fantasy tale of friendship, determination, and respecting nature in their debut graphic novel, The Baker and the Bard, perfect for fans of the Tea Dragon Society, Legends and Lattes, and Animal Crossing. Juniper and Hadley have a good thing going in Larkspur. They're spending their respective days apprenticing at a little bakery and performing at the local inn. But when a stranger makes an unusual order at the bakery, the two friends and Hadley's pet snake Fern set out on a journey to forage the magical mushrooms needed to make the requested galette pastries. Along the way, Juniper and Hadley stumble across a mystery too compelling to ignore. Something has been coming out of the woods at night and eating the local farmer's crops, leaving only a trail of glowy goo behind. Intent on finally going on an adventure that could fuel their bardic craft, Hadley tows Juniper into the woods to investigate. What started as a simple errand to pick mushrooms soon turns into a thrilling quest to save some furry new friends and their caretaker, a soft-spoken little fae named Thistle, who are in danger of losing their home. So sounds fun, sounds cute. I love the art style. This is The Baker and the Bard by Fern Hot, and that will be out March 5th. That sounds lovely. Right? Emma, what do you have next? My next book is also hopefully a fun one. I, we're doing romance off the top of the list, apparently. And it's Happily Never After by Lynn Painter. This comes out March 12th. Y'all know that Lynn Painter's YA books were some of my absolute favorite reads of last year. And Lynn is back with an adult romance called Happily Never After. So this does remind me a little bit of Wedding Crashers, that classic film for those of you in my age group. So Sophie is about to get married when she learns that her fiance has cheated on her. Because of complicated dynamics, she can't be the one to end it, despite, like, every reason to do so. So she finds a professional wedding objector named Max. So apparently that's a thing in this world. You can hire somebody to be that person at the wedding. When they say, does anyone object? They say, I do. And they sort of save people from making that mistake in a way that's put onto somebody else. So as Sophie hires this professional wedding objector named Max, she gets to know him and she decides that she also would like to go in on the professional wedding objecting game. So Sophie and Max are hired together for wedding after wedding to, again, save folks from making a big mistake at the altar. But what happens when Sophie and Max notice their out of this world chemistry? and how much they enjoy spending time together. Uh, Things get complicated when they are invited to object at the wedding of one of Max's exes. And can they make it work? It's the classic romance, well, they won't they? Can these circumstances come together? You know, can they defeat the odds? So that's Happily Never After by Lynn Painter. This is out on March 12th. What a fun premise, I think. Just And then also I do enjoy a story where people find love sort of on the heels of something not working out Um, because then there's always the drama of like, can I trust my instincts? Can I trust another person? And so on. So this looks cute. 
I am holding it, which no one can see. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but... such a cute concept. The idea of professional wedding objectors. Yeah, it's absolutely precious. So if you are so inclined, you can check that out on March 12th. I love it. Oh, you're starting us off with some like some fun, some cute, some spicy. I am now bringing us some young adult mystery thriller suspense. So this is Bad Like Us by Gabriella Lepore, and this is out March 6th. Spring break is a vibe until someone gets murdered. That's what hooked me. That's what hooked me right there. I was like, "Mm, that's a sentence for me. (laughs) Partying with popular classmates they barely know is not what Eva and her friends had in mind for their spring break. But things have been off ever since that thing they don't talk about happened with Miles, so a trip to a private beach lodge might be exactly what they need. Eva won't admit it, but the chance to reconnect with Colton is worth putting up with Piper's constant live streams to her thousands of besties. At first, it's all sand and waves, but tensions run high when an anonymous letter shakes up an already flailing love triangle. When someone turns up dead, Eva can't even trust her closest friends, but she thinks she can trust Colton. As they get closer to the truth, they uncover secrets that upend everything they thought they knew about their fellow spring breakers. So again, that's Bad Like Us by Gabriella Lepore, and that is out March 6th. I mean, come on, it's twisty, it's spring break, like how fun and like pointlessly dramatic does that sound? I mean, it can't be pointlessly dramatic with murder in it, but like, you know? It's, yes, these are, this is it. This is what I know you and I love this genre of like spring break, summer camp, like what is happening, classmates, uncover secrets, murder. We love this. I'm just saying words. No, this is fully (laughs) the kind of story that you and I, this is where like we meet in the middle. This is what we love. It's kind of like suddenly a murderer. That one came out last year. It was fantastic. The same kind of thing of like a a low stakes trip ends up suddenly very high stakes. And since we're heading into spring break time when this is releasing, I also just love like a really timely drop like that. It's perfect. And I do, like you said, I love that sort of like isolated vacation setting, Mm -hmm. whether it's like a beach, an island, a cabin. Yes. Heightens the drama really adds to it and just gives it a a little extra oomph. (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of drama, my next pick is by a writer whose books just really pack a punch. If you've read any of her stuff, you know. My next book is This Could Be Us by Kennedy Ryan. This comes out March 5th. This is in her Skyland series. So this is book two, returning to some familiar characters that you first met in Before I Let Go, question mark. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And so we've got Soledad Barnes. She has absolutely everything figured out. Her life is planned to the minute. She is always prepared, always calm and collected, like the perfect hostess. She's the person that always has the right recipe or can craft like a centerpiece or plan a party, like everything domestic is her domain. She can always fix any problem that arises and can do so with a smile until she encounters a problem that she can't fix. And the life that she planned with her husband vanishes in an instant. Instead of moping and wallowing, she decides she has to stay busy and she has to keep her daughters fed and safe. She can't mope and she's got to persevere for her kids. 
and for herself, there's no time for feeling sorry. And so as she works to rebuild her life, an unlikely man enters the picture, someone totally off limits, forbidden, you could say, and sort of brings up the questions, can she trust him? Can she trust her instincts when they've done her so wrong before? So I cannot wait for this book. This could be us by Kennedy Ryan. Everything that I have read from Kennedy absolutely crushes me in the best way. So I think this will be absolutely no exception. So check it out on March 5th. I mean, Emily Henry said it was heart searing, sensual, and life affirming. So, yeah, I mean, that's really <laughs> high praise. It did get a starred review from Publishers Weekly, I think, because wow. it's just such a moving novel. I mean, Kennedy can write a romance, but she also can write a romance that is so rooted in reality and like working through issues that everybody may face in some way, shape or form. So I know that when I read her books, I'm always going to be a little bit, (laughs) a little bit crushed, but also hopeful. (laughs) So (laughs) the right balance. (laughs) Exactly. Joe, what's your next pick? So I am going to throw a graphic memoir out there. I've got, I've got some good like graphic picks this month. So this is Feeding Ghosts by Tessa Hulls out March 5th. This is an astonishingly deep, moving graphic memoir about three generations of Chinese women exploring love, grief, exile, and identity. In her evocative, genre-defined graphic memoir, Tessa Hulls tells the story of three generations of women in her family, her Chinese grandmother, Sun Yi, her mother, Rose, and herself. Sun Yi was a Shanghai journalist caught in the political crosshairs of the 1949 communist victory. After eight years of government harassment, she fled to Hong Kong with her daughter. Upon arrival, Sun Yi wrote a best-selling memoir about her persecution and survival, used the proceeds to put Rose in an elite boarding school, and promptly had a breakdown that left her committed to a mental institution. Rose eventually came to the United States on a scholarship and brought Sun Yi to live with her. Tessa watched her mother care for Sun Yi, both of them struggling under the weight of her unexamined trauma and mental illness. Vowing to escape her mother's smothering fear, Tessa left home and traveled to the farthest flung corners of the globe, Antarctica. But at the age of 30, it starts to feel less like freedom and more like running away. And she returns home to face the history that shaped her family. Extensively researched and gorgeously rendered, Feeding Ghosts is Hull's homecoming, a vivid journey into the beating heart of one family set against the backdrop of Chinese history. By turns fascinating and heartbreaking, inventive and poignant, Feeding Ghosts exposes the fear and trauma that haunt generations and the love that holds them together. So again, that is Feeding Ghosts by Tessa Holes, and that is out March 5th. We know I love a memoir. I am really getting into graphic memoirs lately because I think it adds a different dimension to them. It also, in a lot of cases, like compacts the story in what I find to be a meaningful way, because I think it's hard to, I think it's hard when you're writing a memoir to summarize down parts of your life into something that can be digested. But when you have a few more outlets in your medium, like the imagery of graphic novels and and graphic memoirs, I think it makes for really interesting storytelling. So excited to pick this one up. I think it's going to be moving and yeah. It sounds great, Joe. I 
just noticed that most of my picks, the theme is that their cover is pink. <laughs> oh. And that's about it <laughs> in terms of connecting them together. <laughs> You've got some like Valentine's Day hangovers there. <laughs> exactly. And my next pick is a very vibrant and pink cover. I will say that the cover did catch my eye when we first heard about this from our friends over at Macmillan. And that book is Anita DeMonte Laughs Last by Sochil Gonzalez. This is the newest book from the Pulitzer Prize finalist and New York Times bestselling author. And we have a story that sort of flash flashes back and forward in time. So from the 80s to the late 90s, it's wild to me that we're in a time where that is historical and far away. So also that, uh, wrapping my head around that. But this story follows Anita DeMonte. She's a rising star in the art world and she suddenly tragically found dead. And that whole mystery of what happened to her is extremely hot gossip in the art world until it's barely a whisper. People have forgotten her. And so by 1998, when Raquel is preparing for her final thesis in art school, again, the story of what happened to Anita is entirely gone from everyone's memory. And Raquel is sort of grappling with feeling like an outsider in her Ivy League art school world. Students of color have to work twice as hard as other students where everything comes so much easier to them. But Raquel finds herself romantically dating a very well-connected older art student. And suddenly, all of the doors that were closed to her before are opening. And so she's sort of grappling with how that feels if the doors are open, opening because of her relationship, not because of her own merit and all of those things. She's sort of navigating the world that she feels a part of, and then the sort of new social stratosphere in the art community. And while she's trying to navigate all of these things and finish her final thesis, she discovers Anita's story. And so in this book, we have the point of view sort of flashing backward to Anita told from her perspective and forward to Raquel's story as she learns more about Anita. And we sort of reveal the similarities and differences between both women and what all of that means when you're trying to make your way in the world. So this just sounds fantastic. Anita DeMonte Laughs Last by Sochil Gonzalez. This is out March 5th. And yeah, I do enjoy a good like insider outsider. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else the importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform, 
and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Like I, this, that sounds like a dumb, you know, but where it's, it reminds me of um, the It Girl by Ruth Ware a little bit, where you're navigating all of these really interesting societal and uh, like dynamics with people that you've maybe not been around prior to a setting like art school or college or anything like that. So, and I do love a good mystery. Um, I think in hope we'll figure out what happened to Anita in the book as well. So it can never be bad at a good mystery. It sounds fantastic. So she writing is always, always a winner. And I'm still floored by the thought of the 90s being a historical period now. I know it was quite a long time ago, though. I don't, I don't, I don't want to believe that. I know. <laughs> but it was. I it know. Was. Or I'm like, oh, classic rock. Yeah, the 70s. Classic. Nope. It's just Creed asking if they can take us higher now. That's classic rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My next pick is, I'm sure what will sound like a strange one from me, because it is poetry and romance poetry. So it doesn't seem like my usual, but I was really taken by the title and I want to see how it's presented. So this is What I Should Have Texted by Pierre-Alex Janty, and this is out March 5th. We've found our hot pub date for the month. So this is a collection of words that have been buried, a spill of hidden thoughts that never made their way out. This collection from poet Pierre Alexanti is a beautiful expression of the unspoken things that needed to be said and must leave our lips as we attempt to close chapters that we were forced to abandon. Whether you are looking for closure from past heartbreaks or trying to make sense of your feelings and emotions during a current one, what I should have texted will help you give life to the thoughts that never got a chance to escape. Just a simple description to kind of outline what is likely to be very moving. And I am always fascinated by the kind of emotion around relationships and when you have to close different types of chapters like that or when you're forced to abandon them. And so I really am interested to see how this shows in in Pierre's poetry. So again, that is what I should have texted by Pierre Alexanti, and that is out March 5th. A little different for me this time. Well, we like uh, mixing it up. Yes. As, as I am literally picking the same things I always pick. We It is nice, though, to go out of the comfort zone, and I think that that's a really interesting premise for a poetry collection. I'm trying to keep... I've been on a, a banger reading year, which I know we've talked about, but like I'm up to 40 books now that I've read and we're still in February. Dang. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I'm I'm up to like 40 books now and I'm trying to take a break from the things that I'm really enjoying to like challenge myself and kind of force myself to slow down a little bit in mm -hmm. one regard so I don't burn out. Like that's kind of how I'm playing the balancing act, that throwing in those little curveballs I'm hoping keeps me at momentum. Yeah, that's really smart though and a good approach especially when you've just been on a roll. Who knows? I'm we'll I'm see. hoping it keeps up. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, this next book I think though is fully up both of our streets and that is By Baby by Carola Lovering. This just looks so good. I the cover, I'm sorry. The cover is really 
creepy. I don't know. It's gripping. It certainly caught my eye again when we saw this title from our friends over at Macmillan. This is out on March 5th. And imagine it's a brisk evening in the fall and you're in your apartment. And suddenly you start hearing screams coming from the apartment above you, which is where your best friend lives. This is the situation that our main character, Billy, finds herself in when she hears the screams of her best friend, Cassie, one evening. Cassie's infant daughter is missing. Billy is super shaken by this whole thing until she looks down and realizes that she's the one holding the baby. So she's responsible for everything that's happened. So how did we get there? Cassie and Billy are bonded by their secrets. They've been friends for a very long time, but have been drifting apart as they continue to age and grow and their life circumstances change. So for Cassie, she's married to a really rich man. She's a new mom, and she's trying to make it as a lifestyle influencer. Billy, on the other hand, is single and childless, and to Cassie, doesn't fit the mold as an ideal best friend for her lifestyle influencer image. And while Cassie might want the relationship to fizzle, Billy won't let it go because she knows Cassie's secrets. And this is told in alternating perspectives from both of these women. We have a story of suspense that includes friendship and how it evolves and changes as we age. We talk about childhood trauma and the impact that our choices make on those lifelong relationships. So a suspenseful story that explores a lot of different aspects as some of these big life moments, um, you know, present some challenges to the friends you've always had and always known. So this is By Baby by Corolla Lovering, and this is out on March 5th. Sounds so creepy and good. Yeah, really creepy and good. So what are the secrets? Uh, I want to find out. <laughs> so I would also like to know. <laughs> I will be picking that up. This is where I am getting back on my street now. This is very much up my alley. Um, it's a horror title. Shocker, I know. This is The Invisible Hotel by Yeji Y. Ham. Yiwan is trapped. She's stuck in Dalbit, the small Korean village of her birth, where the ancestral bones of her relatives live in her bathtub. Reeling from the loss of her father, she works long days at the convenience store and tries to keep the peace between her mother and sister, who are constantly at each other's throats. But the nightmares are coming. Her little brother has just been conscripted into the Korean army, and he's stationed near the North Korean border, sent to the front lines of a decades-long war that they no longer understand. As news coverage about the North breaking armistice comes into sickeningly sharp relief, Yiwon's dreams about the ravaged hotel where the war rages on start to seep into her reality, and she is forced to confront the truth of her country and the full weight of her inheritance. Stylish, visceral, and haunting, The Invisible Hotel is an unforgettable literary horror about the human consequences of a war that has continued for over seven decades and the toll of being born into a conflict that shows no signs of stopping. Got that kind of blending of reality that I love when that happens in horror. The kind of like, am I awake? Is this the dream? So that is The Invisible Hotel by Yeji Y. Ham, and that is out March 7th. That sounds fantastic, Joe. My next book is a little bit out there, I feel like, for my usual tastes. But when I first heard about it, it sounds too compelling to pass up. This is Annie Bot by Sierra Greer. This comes out on March 19th. 
So does anyone remember that movie with Oscar Isaac that was about AI, Ex Machina? This definitely gives me those vibes. So buckle up for a new take on that sort of AI debate. Annie Bot is supposed to be the perfect girlfriend to her human, Doug. She's been designed to meet all of his needs emotionally and physically. She has dinner ready for him every night, keeps the house clean, wears all the clothes he buys her and chooses, and she's learning all the time what she can do to be better for Doug. But as she learns more about human traits like curiosity and secrecy and longing, and she starts to model behavior that is more and more human-like, she becomes less perfect with every step. So does Doug really want what he says he does? And where does what Annie wants come into play? The age-old question. Uh, so this is Annie Bot by Sierra Greer. This is out on March 19th. What a cover. What yeah. a premise. The AI debate. The AI debate has hit literature. Yeah. In the month of March. <laughs> in, a, in a fresh new way. So yes. yeah, Annie Bot. My next pick. I could have put this one in the very first spot. I could have put this one at the last spot. I'm saving myself a little treat for right here at the, the beginning of the end. I am screaming for this title. This is book two. This is following Devil's Chew Toy by Rob Osler. It's his new book for Hayden and Friends Mysteries, Cirque du Slay. Come on. What a title. Another amazing cover. So Cirque du Soleil, Rob Osler, this is out March 5th. So you probably heard me talk about Devil's Chew Toy in my Cozy Mysteries episode. So this falls into the Q-U-O-Z-Y category. It's quirky LGBTQ plus amateur sleuths. Cirque du Soleil will delight readers looking for a madcap mystery with high-flying excitement. Pint-sized Seattle middle school teacher and gay dating blogger Hayden McCall and his best friend Hollister are invited to a fundraiser for Bakers Without Borders. The celebrity performer, Kennedy Osaka, is the artistic director of Mysterium, an upscale circus art show combining magic, acrobatics, and a Michelin star dinner. But Kennedy is a no-show until she's found dead in her hotel suite. When frenemy Sarah Lee is discovered in the room with the body, Hayden and Hollister are on the case to find the real culprit before Sarah Lee is charged with the crime. The suspects for the murder are as unique as Mysterium itself, a Russian trapeze artist, a cowgirl comedian sharpshooter, an overcoloned operations director, a feisty green-haired costume manager, and Adrenaline, a sexy troupe of Romanian male acrobats. If Hayden and Hollister are to clear Sarah Lee of suspicion, they'll have to outsmart a killer for whom trickery is an art. Again, that is Cirque du Slay by Rob Osler, and that is out March 5th. I cannot wait. His his mystery, uh, just so good, so compelling. They're like campy, and the stakes are high, but it's also cozy. So I'm I'm so glad to have more uh, now that I'm a now that I'm a cozy reader. <laughs> I love the punny title as well. Can't go wrong. Fantastic. What do you have next? My next book is The Divorces by Rowan Beard. This is out on March 19th. This is also a lovely cover. And this 
is a really interesting novel set at a 1950s Reno, Nevada divorce ranch, which I did not know that this was a thing. So Lois Saunders thought that marrying the right man would finally cure her loneliness. But as picture perfect as her husband is, she is suffocating in their loveless marriage. In 1951, though, unhappiness is hardly grounds for divorce, except in Reno, Nevada. So at the Golden Yarrow, the most respectable of Reno's famous divorce ranches, Lois finds herself living with half a dozen other would-be divorcees, all in Reno for the six weeks residency that is the state's only divorce requirement. They spend their days riding horses, their nights flirting with cowboys, And it's as wild and fun as Lake Forest, Illinois is prim and stifling. But it isn't until Greer Lang arrives that Lois's world truly cracks open. Gorgeous, beguiling, and completely indifferent to societal convention, Greer is unlike anyone Lois has ever met. And she sees something in Lois that no one else ever has. Under her influence, Lois begins to push against the limits that have always restrained her. How far will she go to forge her independence on her own terms? Set in the glamorous, dizzying world of 1950s Reno, where housewives and movie stars rubbed shoulders at gin-soaked casinos, The Divorcees is a riveting page-turner and a dazzling exploration of female friendship, desire, and freedom. So that is The Divorcees by Rowan Beard. I think that's how you say it. And it's out on March 19th. That sounds so fun. You and I both often say that we're not ones for historical fiction titles until it's something like this. It's always when it blends with like one of our other interests in this kind of like. Yeah, it's like glitz. Domestic melodrama. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I do, I'm familiar with Reno growing up nearest, (laughs) so obviously not in 1950, but I do sort of that like era is certainly fascinating to me. And what a weird premise uh, that I'm not a weird premise, but right. The things that you had to go through uh, back in the 1950s in order to have some of things be available to you. So divorce ranch. Divorce ranch. I'm like. Is that a was that a real thing? I'm gonna I'm gonna end up in a in a rabbit hole later. Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna have to Google and let me know. <laughs> I will. My next pick is a juvenile. I wanted to, you know, throw something out there. If you've got a young reader in your life, this one is a science fiction and fantasy juvenile title, and it is out March 14th. This is Black Hole Cinema Club by Christopher Edge. This is another edge-of-your-seat adventure from the award-winning author of Escape Room. A trip to the cinema will never be the same. When Lucas meets his friends at the local cinema, nicknamed The Black Hole, they're excited about the movie marathon ahead. Non-stop action, blockbuster special effects, and all the snacks they can eat. But as the lights go down, Lucas, Ash, Maya, Caitlin, and Finn watch in disbelief as a jet black tidal wave comes crashing out of the cinema screen, and the five friends find themselves swept into an epic adventure. Secret hideouts, prehistoric monsters, lost cities, impossible missions. Being the hero of your own film should feel like fun. But as the cliffhanger scenes they're pitched into become ever more perilous, Lucas and his friends start to wonder if these movies are really make-believe. Can they save the day before the end credits roll? The fate of the world might just depend on it. 
So sounds fun. That is Black Hole Cinema Club by Christopher Edge out March 14th. Just a fun, fun one to throw out there. If you have a young reader in your life or if you want to try it, I do love to pick up a juvenile title here and there as well. But this might be a fun one for uh, for either reading with or recommending to. Emma, we're at penultimate titles. What are you what are you kicking us off with? So this next one is really interesting. It is The Extinction of Irina Ray by Jennifer Croft, also out on March 5th. So we've got thriller, we have suspense, we have literary accolades abound. Uh, so this is a really interesting premise. Eight translators arrive at a house in a primeval Polish forest on the border of Belarus. It belongs to the world-renowned author Irina Ray. And they're there to translate her magnum opus, Grey Eminence. But within days of their arrival, Irina disappears without a trace. The translators, who hail from eight different countries but share the same reverence for their beloved author, begin to investigate where she may have gone while proceeding with work on her masterpiece. They explore the ancient wooded refuge with its intoxicating slime molds and study her exotic belongings and layered text for clues. But doing so reveals secrets and deceptions of Irina Ray's that they are utterly unprepared for. Forced to face their differences as they grow increasingly paranoid in this fever dream of isolation and obsession, soon the translators are tangled up in a web of rivalries and desire, threatening not only their work, but the fate of their beloved author herself. It is a hilarious and thought-provoking debut novel, um, which is a brilliant examination of art, celebrity, the natural world, and the power of language. This is an unforgettable and unputdownable adventure with a small but global cast of characters shaken by the shocks of love, destruction, and creation in one of Europe's last great wildernesses. How cool does this sound? Oh, so cool. And that cover. Yeah. It's, like, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I'm really enjoying these covers that are like bright pops of like primary colors. Mm-hmm. Like almost like, unnatural, but somehow still reading natural. Yeah. And again, we love this sort of setting like you have put strangers all together in a place and they have to solve a mystery and things are uncovered. And then we've got like paranoia and isolation and obsession and we're searching to find the truth. So it just sounds great. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. And I'm going to bring a cover with some more good, like bright primary color. It's just one bright primary. Well, it's not a primary color. It's a secondary color, but one bright color splash on the cover to really draw your eye in. This is Memory Piece by Lisa Ko, and it is out March 19th. In the early 1980s, Giselle Chin, Jackie Ong, and Ellen Ng are three teenagers drawn together by their shared sense of alienation and desire for something different. Allied in the weirdest parts of themselves, they envision each other as artistic collaborators and embark on a future divined by freedom and creativity. By the time they are adults, their dreams are murkier. As a performance artist, Giselle must navigate an elite social world she's never conceived of. 
As a coder thrilled by the internet's early egalitarian promise, Jackie must contend with its more sinister shift toward monetization and surveillance. And as a community activist, Ellen confronts the increasing gentrification and policing overwhelming her New York City neighborhood. Over time, their friendship matures and changes, their definitions of success become complicated, and their sense of what matters evolves. Moving from the pre-digital 1980s to the art and tech subcultures of the 1990s to a strikingly imagined portrait of the 2040s, Memory Peace is an innovative and audacious story of three lifelong friends as they strive to build satisfying lives in a world that turns out to be radically different from what they were once promised. So that is Memory Peace by Lisa Ko, out March 19th. I'm dying to see what Ko thinks 2040 is going to be like. Uh, again, I'm struck by the having to go back in history of the 80s and 90s, but I'm also really looking for this kind of study of friendship. It sounds it sounds really interesting because especially with where like you and I are at in our lives, it can be tough to grapple with like, oh, my friendships are different than they used to be or things grow and things change. So I think it'll be nice to read a little bit of that. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. I feel like we're at an age where we can be the same age, but life circumstances can look dramatically different. So different. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And depending on what, like we're seeing here, like depending on what career path you took and all of those things. So very much again, like a little different from my, my usual presentation of title, but I'm really looking forward to this one. It sounds great. And that brings me to my last pick of March, Ooh. and we've got another thriller and suspense story. This comes out on March 12th, and it's Such a Lovely Family by Aggie Blum Thompson. So the cherry blossoms are in full bloom in Washington, D.C., and the Calhouns are in the midst of hosting their annual party to celebrate the best of the spring season. With a house full of friends, neighbors, and their beloved three adult children, the Calhouns are expecting another picture-perfect event. But a brutal murder in the middle of the celebration transforms the yearly gathering into a homicide scene and all the guests into suspects. Behind their facade of perfection, the Calhoun family has been keeping some very dark secrets. Parents who use money and emotional manipulation to control their children, two sons, one, the black sheep who's desperate to outrun mistakes he's made, and the other, a new father, willing to risk everything to protect his child. And a daughter, an Instagram influencer, who refuses to face the truth about the man she married. As the investigation heats up, family tensions build, and alliances shift. Long-buried resentments surface, forcing the Calhouns to face their darkest secrets before it's too late. It is a domestic thriller. It's a family drama where all their secrets come to light as they're solving a murder. And it's juxtaposed with a really lovely cover. A stunning cover, like a beautiful cover. It's beautiful <laughs> from far away, but is sinister upon closer yeah. investigation. So that sounds exactly like what the book is. And that is such a lovely family. Again, this is by Aggie Blum Thompson, and this is out on March 12th. I love it. I love it. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Bring on the family drama. Yeah. Joe, what is your last pick? 
So for my last pick, I am bringing it back home with just something that reads as no surprise for me. YA, thriller, horror. (laughs) This is Dead Girls Walking by Sammy Ellis out March 26th. It's a shocking, spine-chilling YA horror slasher about a girl searching for her dead mother's body at the summer camp that was once her killer, her serial killer father's home, perfect for friends of Friday the 13th and White Smoke. So again, like I'm I'm ending on a very a very us, honestly, note. <laughs> Temple Baker knows that evil runs in her blood. Father is the North Point killer, an infamous serial killer known for how he marked each of his victims with a brand. He was convicted for murdering 20 people and was the talk of countless true crime blogs for years. Some say he was possessed by a demon. Some say that they never found all his victims. Some say that even though he's now behind bars, people are still dying in the woods. Despite everything, though, Temple never believed that her dad killed her mom. But when he confesses to the crime while on death row, she has no choice but to return to his old hunting grounds to try to see if she can find a body and prove it. Turns out, the farm that was once her father's hunting grounds and her home has been turned into an overnight camp for queer, horror-obsessed girls. So Temple poses as a camp counselor to go digging in the woods. While she's not used to hanging out with girls her own age and feels ambivalent at best about these true crime enthusiasts, she tries her best to fit in and keep her true identity hidden. But when a girl turns up dead in the woods, she fears that one of her father's fans might be mimicking his crimes. As Temple tries to uncover the truth and keep the camper safe, she comes to realize that there may be something stranger and more sinister at work, and that her father may not have been the only monster in these woods. So that is Dead Girls Walking by Sammy Ellis, out right at the end of March on the 26th. And with that, we made it through our March book picks. Y'all, let us know which of these titles you are looking forward to or what else you're looking forward to reading in March with that. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Remember to follow us on social media. You can comment on our Instagram. It's at ProBookNerds. And if you have suggestions for future episodes or questions about anything, send an email to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. And we hope to see you at the Libby Book Awards on March 12th. Happy reading. Happy reading. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on overdrive.com or in Libby. Our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer and Joe Skelly and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 